Let's shake it up a little. Welcome to the Salt and Pepper Podcast, adding a little bit of salt and a little bit of spice to make your Tuesday just right. This podcast is here to shake up the way you think about basically everything from health, beauty, entrepreneurship, and whether you're loving the newest trends. These ladies are here to prove that it's always better when salt and pepper come together. So here are your hosts, Lisa and Olivia. Hi, Shakers. Welcome to the Salt and Pepper podcast for the hundredth time. We are here to shake up your mother fleep flipping freaking Tuesday. I'm Olivia. And I'm Lisa. And you <laughs> took my cue. I'm supposed to say it's our 100th episode. <laughs> it's our 100th episode and we've recorded this twice because we forgot to hit record. Woo-hoo! We still don't know anything. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of funny how over time you like you can do so many of these and there's still technical difficulties. <laughs> They still happen, everybody. Yeah, they still happen even after you tell people, hey, we get compliments all the time on how professional we are and how we do this so great. So great. Even 100 episodes in, uh, we still are figuring out what we're doing. And so that's just the theme of life, isn't it? Yeah, I'm trying. That's figuring our, it out. the theme of life. Figuring it out. We thought it would be fun to go through our favorite episodes over the past, I almost said 100 years. It seems like 100 years. (laughs) Over the past 100 episodes, our favorite interviews, and we're going to bounce back and forth from those. So if you are new to the show, this will be a good opportunity for you guys to listen back. We've had a lot of amazing guests on the show. Like when I was looking back, I'm like, those people agreed to be on our podcast. (laughs) I know that's exactly what I was thinking. I also think it'll be really fun for everyone who has been a part of this and for you also to because I was listening back on all of those interviews and I'm like oh my gosh that was so good like I want to have that person on again I know I know I was thinking that we've obviously had like a couple months of just like craziness so we haven't been interviewing as many people but we actually have a couple really amazing people coming up and I'm just excited to get back into it because I'm like we always feel so good after we interview so good and then I have like a light uh, up my butt, uh, fire up my light. Butt. I like a light up your butt. My butt I have is a just light lit up my up. butt. Everyone <laughs> can see it. <laughs> well, I mean, regardless of numbers, regardless of downloads, anything like that, we are in the minority for having 100 episodes. Like it is, it's no small feat. So we are celebrating this small victory, and we're excited about it. 100 episodes. That's actually really crazy. That's really good. So we still don't we really know how to it, say our intro. It, yeah, we're still figuring it out. I felt like today was our first really good one. Um, so let's get into our current obsessions. I'll start. Yes. I've been listening, well, watching uh, car detailing YouTube videos before I go to bed. Yeah, I, I have become like a secondhand car person because of Arturo. So like when we first started dating, I knew nothing. And now I know stupid amounts of things about cars but I would not expect you to be into car detailing videos like what does that mean like cleaning or like paint like painting no not painting it's it's okay cleaning and it's got it freaking satisfying I can't I can't Uh, 
<laughs> give you words. I fall asleep. I thought you meant like, like car mod stuff. Uh, no. I was like, I, you're I, watching I watch like West Coast cars. Customs before I go to bed normally. Well, that's what I thought you meant. And I was like, wow, this is shocking. Pip, wait. It's called Pit My Pit Ride, my not ride. West Coast customs that's the people that do it and how do i have this piece of information in my head like i haven't watched mtv in probably 10 years i don't think i've ever watched mtv i was not allowed to watch mtv when i was growing up you want to be a player but your wheels ain't right you gotta hit us up and we'll pimp up pimp your ride you've got to pimp my ride (laughs) i didn't i've never heard that never heard that before yeah, so MTV was now. was not a a thing on Olivia's radar. I was a homeschooled harp player. Um, oh, I have a prediction. Prophecy? I think that Addison Ray is going to be the next like Britney Spears including like the downfall. <laughs> oh <my laughs> what do oh, we think of that? Dear. I'm not projecting. I'm not hoping that happens. I'm just predicting. Okay, that so happen. should we start free Addison and start making shirts now so that and like get the copyright oh, for it and everything? That's a good idea. I'm just thinking. Um, so I did succumb and watch her chick flick on Netflix that she, she did. It. No way. Yeah, they just signed, like, a four-movie deal with her. Okay, so this movie was so shockingly embarrassing. It was a remake of of um, She's All That, you know, the early was, 2000s one? No, so that is from oh. the early 2000s. They did, like, a remake no. where the girl in He's that plays that. her mom. He's All That. That's Addison Ray. It was like they took every bad thing from any chick flick ever and they put it in this like including a dance battle any way to show her tiktokness including him riding in on a horse at the end bad acting like it was through and through I mean don't get me wrong I enjoyed it (laughs) but I was just like reading the reviews people are like these reviews are actually are better than the movie itself like and then they signed a whole deal with her and I realized she's 20 years old and she has that much fame that is a lot to handle and that's why I'm saying I can just see like her music video you know obsessed not I'm obsessed like the song obsessed if you watch the music video you're like dude this is like early on Britney Spears so I don't Mm -hmm. know yeah too much fame too soon too scary too scary free Addison um what is it zav just um did a teaching and it was he said one really good thing like if your character comes before or your character should never come before like wisdom um or you'll like have a great downfall and so like you or never mind (laughs) I can't think of it. But wait, like if your you, character comes before wisdom, what does that mean exactly? So you should make sure you have more wisdom than you do like character. Like your oh, character okay. traits shouldn't be better than your like wisdom or 
you being able to be like a good person. You should be able to function right. well and humbly rather than you have really good character traits and that's what makes you famous. Because then right. you're probably not going to be famous for very great things and use it for great things. You're going right. to care about and yourself. That- And I think that comes with, like we were just talking about people that get handed everything, that comes with that dedication of doing 100 episodes, like working really hard, making sacrifices, because then you get that wisdom of like how real, like what life is about, and then you can hopefully get that success from those things, you know? Yeah. But anyway, highly recommend watching He's All That. I won't. I saw it on Netflix and I'm like, I'm going to keep watching Gilmore Girls, but thank you. Oh, yeah. It was just one of those days and I was just like, sure. You know what? Let's do it. Gosh, I I don't think I have those days. Yeah, I shouldn't, honestly. Um, So my current obsession, I'm not sure if I've talked about this before, but this new brand, Lychee brand and it's like every single piece of clothing on that website I would wear and buy. There is not one thing on there I probably wouldn't wear. And I'm obsessed. And it's from Germany. And I've noticed every cl- piece of or every clothing brand I like is from Germany. They don't have stores in the United States. And that's same with Mango. So but that one's Spanish. That like they came from Spain. But anyway, highly recommend. So cute. You should look them up. That reminds me. I actually got some new clothes from Target. Oh, <laughs> lychee's like r- way too expensive. Uh, but I was laughing because I literally have like new staples like for my fall like outfits. And it yeah. was literally just walking through Target yesterday. And I'm like, wait, this is exactly what I've been looking for. And they're like my new favorite clothes. And I'm like, Olivia's going to die when she sees these things. There's three things. There's three things about you that drive me insane. Number one. That you can go into Target and find clothing and I've never found anything there. Number two, (laughs) that you can curl your hair and it looks the same the next day. And number three, everyone texts you about the podcast and not me. (laughs) So I just thought I would air those grievances. (laughs) That is so funny. That's good. That's good. There are more things, but I'm going to limit it to three. (laughs) Thank you. Uh Uh-huh. My head was getting too big. (laughs) <laughs> I just think I need to go to Target with you. Maybe that's what it is. Or maybe I'll maybe. ruin it for you and maybe you'll never find anything again. I'll be like the bad omen. Oh, yeah. I I, I think um I'm too busy for a while. So that's probably... Oh, right. Whatever. Um. Okay. Should we get down to the silver lining of the week? Come on down, silver lining. Come on, you in the orange up there. Yeah, you jumping. Yeah, you come on. Let's you go jumping. down. <laughs> okay. Um, I haven't had time alone. This has been my silver lining quite a few times before, but my introvertedness just takes over. After, I think part of it is my house. Um, sorry, hold on. Uh, our kitchen was supposed to be done last Friday. And they came in and they put the slab, the biggest slab down, the final slab. And they're like, 
so this isn't going to work because some of the measurements are off. And I go, are you actually freaking kidding me? <laughs> My house is supposed to be done and it's been like chaos. And so um, they left, took the slabs. I have just no countertops. That's been awful. And um, I think that's been like making me feel worse because my house doesn't feel clean and I've been noticing how much OCD I still have um because I feel like I can't really relax on top of like just having some crazy weeks where we've had literally something every single evening or tons of things during the day I love having like a solid week of like I don't have any plans out of my ordinary and just relaxing so It's just been, but the silver lining in that is Zav has been so sweet and amazing. He's been like coming home, I'll go take a nap and then I'll like wake up and like food's ready and he's just like, can you go just like sit down or like go lay down in the bedroom and watch something and he actually hates like how much I, I know he hates how much I watch stuff so I was like, that's sweet that you're, like, encouraging me to go do what I need to do. So. Yeah, watch Pimp Your Ride. Yeah. (laughs) No, that is really nice. I can imagine moving into, because that's, like, how I've been feeling lately with my room, where I'm, like, there's nothing I can do. Like, this is it. And it's so, like, oh, awful. And I'm, like you know what? It's fine. One day I'll have my own space. But then I think about moving and like moving everything into a house and then trying to figure out organizing. And I'm like, wait, I'll just stay here in this room for the rest of my life. <laughs> I know. It's awful. I, I've i been putting off organizing for a while because I just don't want to do it. Yeah. Oh, um, so this isn't my silver lining, but I'll just, I'll blip on it because it's our hundredth episode. And I am, this is another prediction. I had a dream about Lauren Bostic and I had a dream that we became friends and I asked her, I said, did you get our package in email? And then I woke up. So I don't know what that means, but I'm projecting like next year they're going to be on our podcast. <laughs> okay. Next year. I can hold on to that for a little bit. It's so funny because I think I've been, like, manifesting, um, not actually, I don't even know what manifesting is, but, like, in my brain, I think about how we are, like, friends with her and how, like, she is going to be super obsessed with us. And so I'm excited for our future friendship, Lauren. Yes. She just doesn't know who we are yet and that's okay but like we know who she is so it's fine we're we're very accepting of where people are at and we understand you're not there yet Lauren and yeah we'll wait we'll wait we can't wait we can't Um, wait but we'll wait exactly Um, Okay, so my silver lining is I have spoken of this in the past, but I've been getting more and more into NFTs and um, we made our first actually really big investment two days ago on a project that Gary Vee is backing because I didn't get in on Gary Vee's NFT projects and I just don't even want to talk about that because it's actually life changing. Um, But 
there was a contest. So before they're called Dapper Dinos and before they were released, they were doing 12 days of giveaways for them. And one of the giveaways was to come up with a caption for a really funny photo of like this fake dinosaur with a mannequin in its mouth. So it was just like this dumb photo. So I took it upon myself to Photoshop an entire front page newspaper with like breaking news of this dinosaur eating this mannequin and all this stuff. And I won and I won the Dapper Dino and that literally could have been like a thousands of dollars win. And I'm very excited about it. Wait, what? How is this a yeah. silver lining? Oh, uh silver lining i wasn't sure if i was gonna win and then i did <laughs> i literally just <coughs> joked the silver the silver lining is that i never really get anything from the stuff that i make like i make so many pieces of content a week i make stuff for the podcast i make stuff for myself and then i used my photoshop skills with dinosaurs my favorite thing and then i actually win something that's going to be like worth a significant amount of money and i was like oh my gosh i'm actually getting paid for like what i do kind of that is a current obsession that is not a silver lining that is so amazing i'm so happy i know so i'm very excited to see what we get so anyway, that's my silver lining slash current obsession. <laughs> well, that is great. I'm really excited. I love that you won something. Yeah. So anyway, should we get into our favorite episodes? Yes. Do you want to start? start? Yeah. So I really loved our Brit Burn again episode where we had her on the second time. And um, my favorite part about that is it was kind of in a transitional space or transitional time where we were trying to figure out who we were. And she was really encouraging us. Um, it was after we, um, yeah, I think it was actually the first episode we recorded after the bird's papaya and we were just telling her about that and how we were trying to figure out how do we like not make waves but share our faith and ultimately we're like wait why are we not gonna make waves like we should just be doing this so just her encouraging in us like especially in the faith and like not to be ashamed or afraid of like sharing that um was one of like the driving forces to encourage us to like be who we are and to yeah not be ashamed and then obviously like her story is very inspiring too you know yeah and just her like being so open and welcoming and I remember the first time I interviewed her I was alone and I was so nervous about it and it was literally like instant like sisters in Christ she mm -hmm. was just so sweet and then even after this one she's remember she sent us that long video like thanking yeah. us for the package we sent her and telling us whenever we want to come down and see her and that was just really refreshing to see somebody that had been in that the bachelorette space and had been really hurt by that experience but then was just like no like I love Jesus and I'm gonna live my life for him so mm -hmm. um so yeah if you guys want to go back and listen our first episode episode 32 with Brit that's where we cover more of like her time on the bachelorette her dealing with addiction and an eating disorder while being on the show so that's a really good one and then we get into kind of 
so many other like things on episode 86 she just had a baby and um yeah it was just like two totally different conversations so they're both worth going back and listening to yeah so let's Let's listen in and and it's so easy to be a victim in your own life also like what I did this today and this is happening and I'm tired and this person said this and you don't get it and I'm I'm a little sick and and it's like if you choose that to be your lens which you know right now in culture is like yeah it's good be victimized all the time like who can be the most you know and like of course real things happen real people we absolutely have to honor them but the idea that it is that it is somehow virtuous to be the most victimized by everything and the most annoyed by everything and the most triggered by everything it's like this is the lens that we're teaching our kids to put on to see the world and if that is what you choose to see, that is what you will see. That is all you will see. Everything will be coming against you. The entire world will be against you. Nothing will be right. Nothing will be enough. You know what I mean? You'll be entitled to everyone doing everything for you and it will never fill that black hole. It's like, if you start seeing yourself as a victor, right? Like I look what God did for me already. How could I do any less? If you're literally thinking of what Jesus did for you on the cross, you are not going to hold, you're not going to hold anything above anybody. Because you you know what you've been forgiven of. So how am I going to hold unforgiveness towards my husband because this or that? Or why? how am I going to act like, oh, I have it so bad because, you know, my meeting went 10 minutes longer. And of course I want to do that. That feels good to do that. You know what I mean? Like, but you don't know. She threw up on me three times today and you just got to go be with adults all day. And I had to talk to someone that doesn't even talk all day. Jeremy's me, me, me. And then, but then I get sour and that actually doesn't feel good. And it's self-perpetuating. And then the more I do it, the more I feel that way. And then, and that, and it is such a cycle. And what you're talking about is the exact opposite cycle where it's like, if I can just die to myself and give, that makes me feel good. And then I want to give a little more. And then I want to give a little more. And all of a sudden I'm attracting people that are givers and that are life giving and we're giving life to each other and we're encouraging each other and we're calling the best out in each other. And it's this upward cycle where, where, do you know what I mean? And like, so Mm -hmm. I just, I love that you say that sis. I am so, yeah, I I am a hundred percent in agreement with what you're saying. It's huge. It's Mm -hmm. such a game changer because not only like in the actual actions, does it change, but it changes your frame of mind. If you're looking how you can serve other people all the time, you will be a happy person. You just will. If you're focused on yourself and what you need and who hasn't given it to you all the time, your life is going to pass you by and you're going to be really sad and feel like you didn't get a lot, even Mm -hmm. if you did. It's like, it just makes such a difference, the lens you choose. So amen. All I'm saying is amen, girl. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and, And I think it also the more you become a victim, which like you said, real things happen, not everything is a choice, but I think it takes away the fact that we're all choosing almost everything where we are in our lives is a choice. You know, I choose to do all of these jobs and have all these meetings. I don't have to choose that. And if I'm going to be complaining and I'm going to be all upset about it, it's like there are going to be days. Of course, there are going to be days. But for the most part, it's like, well, then I should just quit. I mean, really, that's the bottom line. And that's the same with a lot of things as well. If you if you don't like where you're at, then you need to shift that. And the yes. more we become victims, the more we're taking that off of ourselves. And I think it's important to remember, like, yeah. almost everything in life is a choice. Yes, yes. And it's actually and it's actually a spirit. You know what I mean? Again, it's like I, I you know, I, I, <laughs> I hesitate to spiritualize everything. And yet I don't because it's how I see the world. Um it's like it, there is, you know, the victim spirit. And it usually comes to people that actually something happened to them and terrible. I mean, we do counseling, we do workshops at girls. Oh my gosh. The lives that some people have mm-hmm. had are so 
horrendous. You couldn't even imagine it. You couldn't even imagine it. If it was in a movie, you would be like, it's too much. It's too much. But, and yet what is even worse than usually what happens to these people, you know, like the trauma that happens to them, be it molestation or whatever, is this spirit that comes that then for the rest of them, their lives informs them that they are a victim and they will continue to be victimized and they will continue to be victimized. And then the perpetrator gets to win over them their entire lives instead of, you know, if they can surrender and break off that spirit and say, no, actually, I don't agree with you. You don't get to control me. Then they can have a prosperous life. They can be fully healed. They can be, you know, they can be whatever they want. They can do whatever they want. But this spirit tries to tell you like, no, it's never going to be good for you. Everybody else gets what you want. You never get it. And then, and then, and that's almost worse. Than the, than the original trauma is what happens to them after. And anyone can fall into it, be it large or small, whatever happened to you. But yeah, it's crazy because it does, it takes away the concept that you have free will and you have a choice and God can take you wherever he wants. Um, okay, so mine, I'm going to go way back and we're going to go to Katie Dean, which this was before COVID. What was that? Um, this was our first in-person interview. Well, we had interviewed Tristan, your cousin. Mm -hmm. This was our first, like Katie was, is just somebody I've known in this space for a long time. She's always been, and I will stand by it, the nicest brand owner. Always would send me stuff, always would participate in giveaways, still does to this day, doesn't think about it, answers questions, gave me her phone number to text her stuff, like so down to earth and nice. And I just remember that day being so nervous. I'm like, this is our first in-person interview. I have to set all this stuff up. Like, I don't know what's going to happen. And she was just so welcoming, like into her apartment. Yeah. And she didn't even know us. Um, and yeah, like one, I think the whole episode was amazing. But the part I loved the most was her talking about just putting in the work before she started her business. Um, and that was just like, it was such an encouraging interview. Cause I'm like, that was the first time when we left. I'm like, oh, we can do this. Like we can be mm-hmm. podcasters and we can make this happen. And so I just like loved that interview. Yeah. I think that seeing someone in the space of like a, a a business owner and just being so down to earth and just such a caring person I, I mean she's just a good person I was like I, I just want to hang out with her <laughs> want to be her like she wouldn't be my friend because I I don't think I'm nice enough but I would <laughs> love to I would love her to be my friend <laughs> I know and she ended up like giving us stuff like jewelry like just had us pick us stuff out like she really is the best I'm like being reminded I'm like wait I just like want to send her something like she's just the best yeah um but yeah so you can go back and listen to that episode on episode 22 gosh how has it been that long you were so pregnant with Mav yeah but let's tune on tune on into that episode I do try to apply you know or like in order of magnitude to things like I'm so lucky to do what I want I always want our sales higher I always want to be more advanced with our team etc but at the same time like I'm so lucky to be doing what I'm doing Mm -hmm. so you have to like really that's again you know staying in your lane staying with your eye on the prize that's like I think all that kind of thing like also kind of like goes hand in hand Mm -hmm. because if you're constantly like oh this other accessory brand is has so many more followers or they're doing an event with this person and I'm like I've always wanted to do that or whatever Mm -hmm. it's like doesn't I mean I guess it helps like to motivate you a little bit but if you focus on it it can Mm -hmm. just 
kill your yeah. vibe. It's like back to the comparison yeah. and the competition versus community. Yeah. And thinking like that is so good for them. That's going to motive. Like you just have to change your mindset on like that's going to change me into like oh like not being down on myself but like mm-hmm. oh I can get better too like there is room at the table yeah. totally type of thing, mm-hmm. which I do want to get back on where because especially when you're in LA even when I'm there for a couple of weeks I can start to get like in the competitive spirit in the comparison spirit and I like to stay off of social media and actually not follow a lot of big people because it just makes me compare myself to very unrealistic expectations um that's social media (laughs) I know know. yeah which is totally fine but yeah um, like share what you want to share don't share what you don't want to but you just have to make sure you have a healthy mindset in it Mm -hmm. all so where do you think you got the mindset to think like community over competition. Yeah. I mean, I think it really settled in a lot when so many people asked me for help and I used to feel a little threatened by it. Like, I mean, there's a line, let's be real. Like if someone's like, Hey, who do you like, who are your people that you use to cast things Mm -hmm. in LA? Like, I'm not going to give you my direct Mm -hmm. people that I work with. Like, and I also think that's like a bit of a faux pas. Like nobody, that's kind of weird when people ask that. Totally. Mm -hmm. But if they're like, how do you get inspired? Or like, I'm just starting out. What would you suggest? Like, I, I really, at the end of the day, I'm like, there's what, six billion people probably like 10 billion by this point Mm. like there's so many people out there even if one percent of the population buys from me like I'm living large Mm -hmm. like let's be honest Mm -hmm. so at the end of the day I just think I can help these people and I feel good about helping people because I wouldn't be where I'm at if I if people didn't help me so I want to pay it forward um but I think keeping my integrity in on like, okay, cool. I know where I'm going to draw the line and gracefully like decline if somebody asks Mm -hmm. me a a question that I think is not right. Yeah. A little bit of an overstep, but I also always want to encourage someone Mm -hmm. to follow their dreams, to be an artist because the world needs more love and art and just like goodness. Mm -hmm. So of course I want to be a part of that and helping mankind. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I think that as long as I stay true to who I am, I think I that's when I don't feel threatened. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to just stay true to myself, have my goals written down, have my to-do list, you know, like always be moving forward. Like when I stop and I get a little introverted or I think about that person who looks to be doing so well and I, I just am like, nope, I'm going to stop stop looking at my phone right now I'm gonna Mm -hmm. go for a walk I'm gonna go work out do something for myself and then I'm gonna get get into production Mm -hmm. like just get active and you'll pop yourself out of it Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's how I handle competition I think which you do a really good job because when I've talked to a lot of brands you've definitely like stood out because I know after listening to Lady Gang and Uh I reached out to you and 
it was very different, like talking to you as opposed to talking to other brands, not that other brands are bad, but, um, there was that, that, um, community, like I could feel it. I could feel the niceness (laughs) like through the email. And I think that that is super important because kind of going back to Gary V you're bridging the gap between starting a business and like leaving a legacy. And so when you're not here anymore, people aren't going to be like, Oh, Katie Dean, she made this amazing jewelry, which she does. But it's like she helped me build my business or without her, I wouldn't be where I was. Mm. And that is why we live because we only live life once. And it's about giving that value to everyone asking. So it's I think it's the perfect place to be. Okay, so my second one is episode 76 with Josh Landon, um, the owner of Ashland Seltzer. And my my favorite part is when he was describing being a business owner and having a family because that's something that I could never really rack my brain around. Like how do people start businesses or own businesses and have healthy relationships or friendships or any relationships at all? Like how do they handle that? And um, it was just really cool when he was talking about like um, how much he just loves his wife and is obsessed with her and how he then really because I mean his job did take up a lot of his time and how he realized like I need to focus on my family and um so that was really encouraging just coming from me and Zav having our church and Zav can just get so busy to the point where like his priorities aren't always straight and we finally figured out and he's figured out just like what to do in that time and it was really encouraging hearing from Josh in a time that was really difficult for me and Zav just how like there is a way out of it and um, I think ultimately just hearing him like a very successful business owner and entrepreneur have like a healthy relationship in that it's not all just like um about business like he was talking about how you shouldn't idolize your business or entrepreneurs shouldn't be idolized as much as they are and that he really had to like rethink his priorities and and that was I just love that it was just really encouraging and it just felt real like we're talking to a real person here yeah yeah and I mean it's like no like talking to somebody who I think has that much money was like really I'm like oh my gosh we're sitting down to talk to this extremely successful man who has done so many amazing things and I just remember him even being so encouraging about like women speaking up and um, I think just like loosening up a little bit in the interview and then I felt like we were like friends with him and that was like just such a fun interview for me here like you said hearing him talk about Um, entrepreneurship in a way that's like no it's not fun like most Mm -hmm. of the time this is not fun and you live for like those wins Um, and then also when he said like your dreams die with your spouse that was like really huge especially for Mm -hmm. both of us like Mm -hmm. having partners that believe in us and we believe in them and knowing the importance of supporting your partner in their dreams because ultimately if you guys can be happy separate you can like build a thriving life together and I think he's like a really good example of that so 
let's listen in. Yeah, I really wanted to talk to you about that. Um, that's actually something that uh, me and my husband have mm-hmm. kind of been going through ever since we started the church. Yeah. He's <clears throat> the main pastor. And what advice we've gotten from any mentors or any even business owners who would help us is it's loneliest at the top. And you Definitely. said something along those lines mm-hmm. um, in that that interview. Mm-hmm. And so I, I want you to kind of speak on that. Um, yeah. and maybe a little bit about like you, you, uh, mentioned a little bit about like anxiety and personal mm-hmm. life. Um, and mm-hmm. then even how, sorry, this is a lot, but, um, okay. I think a, a, another really big thing about entrepreneurship is, um, you don't come home and everything's shut off. And I think that's a really difficult thing, um, mm-hmm. with people who, don't just like clock in and out. Right. It's just like constant. You're you're constantly going. And so yep. like, how does that correlate in your personal yeah, I mean, and family life? I mean, I think like, you know, the, the honest to God answer is the two hardest years of our marriage was the two I was doing St. Archer. I mean, you know, there's those days, you know, thinking back to like what we were going through then. And it's like, it's not even like, you know, a lot of people tell stories about, it's funny because in society, for some reason, they give you praise and tell you how great you are when you're like this hardworking kind of like prick, right? They're like, you're just so intense and like competitive and really like when you start talking, like those aren't like the best qualities in somebody, (laughs) right? Like, but they're telling me, like everyone's telling me how great I am because of the, the intensity and the work ethic and the like, kind of like, I don't give a type attitude, but really like, that's not that amazing. You know, it's like, it's not amazing when your wife is crying that you're leaving and like, and because you're working so hard and you go anyways, right? Like that's not, sorry, that just hit a chord. (laughs) Yeah. Like that's, you know, like people, but, but like, you could tell that story in a different light, right? Like you can make yourself sound like, you know, like macho. Like you're going to war. Yeah. And like, that's all bullshit, (laughs) right? Like, I'm not even like proud of that. I'm not even proud that I put her through that and like put my kids through that. And like, they, you know, that that's the thing. It's like the, 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 like it's glamorous because people read entrepreneur magazine and all this, which is so stupid, right? Like there's, there's like, there's, I love how raw you are. That's awesome. There's like moments of fun with this life, right? Yep. Everything else is stressful. And um, like, there's, I can't even tell you, like, it's really not like, oh, this was a great like month. It's moments, right? And I think like people don't see what really happens. And then like, that's, that's why I try and tell the like real side of it because it's giving people that perspective. Like, are you really cut out for that? Like look in the mirror, like go, if you're in college, that's the questions you should be asking yourself. Are you really that person? Because it sounds great. Cause you want to tell your little friends that you are an entrepreneur, but are you really willing to like, like hurt people along the way? Like, and that's like, dude, a lot of people aren't, and that's okay right? Maybe you're an employee or maybe you're a business owner. There's a big difference between business owner and entrepreneur, right? And the entrepreneur, it just never, it's like, a dude, there's, I spent a lot of times going like, dude, what is wrong with me? 
Yeah. Right. Oh my gosh. It's like, um, it's like a competitive drive that is unhealthy and that's a real thing, you know, like that's, that's real. So, I mean, this one goes without being said the day I stood up and I laid prostrate on the floor, just staring at the ground going, Becca Tilly is going to be on our podcast. What is this life? This was before we had like, we've obviously had amazing people before that, but this was the first, like, she's got millions peak. of followers. It was like, this was the peak. I went outside. My mom was working and I'm like, hey, mom, I just want to let you know. <laughs> and I remember even messaging you because that was the first time it was like, well, you know, she's really busy, but she would love to do it. And I was like, OK, like, let's go. Um, and then once we got into the interview, it was just like she is just the most chill, funny. I could hang out with her, loves her dog, like just like such a cool person. And I just remember her talking about um like having emotions and like being okay with that and how she's mm -hmm. really been working through that. And that really uh, spoke a lot to me. Um, and then she ended up like telling me later that she really opened up about stuff she hadn't yet. Um, and that felt really like cool that we could get to that spot with her mm -hmm. on the show. Yeah. I, I loved having her on and it really felt like, Oh, that's cool. Like people are, like seeing our potential and not being a massive podcast, but can see through that. And so the fact that she would do that when she has, you know, millions of followers on m multiple social media platforms was really encouraging. And it really shows just how down to earth and humble she is. Totally. Yeah. So you guys can listen back to that full episode on episode 39, but let's tune in and hear a little bit right now. I grew up, you know, I grew up, where do y'all live? Where y'all from? Where y'all doing this podcast? Uh, Southern Oregon. Okay. So like I 14 hours drives from you. Yeah. <laughs> Quick drive to oh, hang California. out. From LA. Yeah. From LA. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm from Louisiana. I'm from the South and I grew up, I you grew up in the church. I went to um, like a Baptist school. I went to a church like Sunday morning wednesday i mean sunday morning sunday night and wednesday um I pentecostal so i guess okay that. yeah yeah and um i always chose you know it was always my choice but in a sense it was like i was also just surrounded by all that and i, I was only surrounded by like one type of person which was the same people who believed in me who looked like me and when i moved to california i like started meeting people that had different backgrounds, different religious like beliefs and um, I different culture, cultural beliefs. And I just started realizing that the world was so much bigger than what I grew up seeing. And it was really eye opening for me. And just until recently, like I just kind of posted on what I always knew. I didn't do any extensive research. I didn't like encourage myself or challenge myself to learn more about other um different beliefs or different opinions on things. I always just was like set in stone on what I had been taught my whole life, like without even doing my own, um, research or like I said, just like reading or listening to podcasts. I just didn't do anything. I just was like, well, this is what I was taught. So this is, this is it. This is the right answer. And I was very close minded in a way that now I see people who say or do certain things that I did in that time of my life. And I'm really not 
turned off, but I'm, I think I'm just so sensitive to it because I think I was one of those people who came across that I was being loving because I was guiding them to the Lord. But I also feel like I was just being really judgmental and probably really off putting to people who either had been turned away or turned off by the church before or other Christians. And um, so just recently, I've really been like challenging. I've been the most uncomfortable. I've been literally, I think my entire life, the last couple of months, like challenging with, um, you know, the Black Lives Matter movement and just like how we treat each other. And like, I hate that it's been made this like huge political thing because I think loving each other and treating each other equally should not be a political argument. And um, I have just been same with like the LGBTQ. I just struggle a lot with sometimes the Christian community. It, it comes off as like, yeah, we all, we love you, but, and I just feel like that's not the love that we're called to do. It's supposed to be, I love you, period. And I feel like a lot of Christians do that. I love you, but, and it's just like, I don't know. It's something I struggle with. So as a nine, as someone who's very, um, same with you, like, is what I believe or what I talk about going to lead someone in the wrong, wrong direction. I get really stressed out about it. I have so much anxiety about it because I'm like, that's why I sometimes think I'd rather just not say anything. I'd rather just be quiet because that way no one's, you know, I'm not no really, gonna get hurt. yeah, but then at the same time, I true. think silence causes pain too. And like, mm -hmm. si you know, people were saying, there was a lot of people saying like silence is violence. Like you not having an opinion is almost worse than you having, like there's two right. sides to everything. Like once you have an opinion, there's going to be people who agree and there's going to be people who disagree no matter what you say. And so I'm having to learn that having an opinion doesn't make me wrong. It just means that I have an opinion and there's going to be people who go like, same with, you know, same as me. I talked about on the podcast last week about, um, my faith and like what I'm learning in therapy and just kind of processing a lot that I grew up learning and I got, I went to sleep with so much anxiety, just expecting that I was going to get a negative response. And I woke up to so many people sending me messages being like, I'm literally going through the same thing. I grew up, I'm a pastor's wife, or I grew up a pastor's kid, and I'm going through these same growing pains that you're going through. And it just made me realize I've gotten to this point where, I don't know if it's social media or being in the public eye in a sense, but expecting the worst reaction from people instead of people giving people a chance to maybe relate to me. Like I always think they're just going to come at me with a negative response because they don't understand instead of thinking, Oh, there might be someone else in this giant world going through the same thing I'm going. Okay. My third one is the almost 30 podcast. Um, mm. so what I really got out of that was, um, authenticity and acceptance in the true sense of like <laughs> who they are so they they believe in some things that are definitely seen as wacky but it's really cool because people can think that about us I mean if if I mean people just know that we're Christians 
And if they really knew the things that we have faith in, they would be like, okay, so you're a cult and you're freaky and you must like drink blood and sacrifice things. And I'm like, no, we don't do that anymore. Um, And it's wine. (laughs) It's not, it's not actual blood. Um, And so it was really cool. And my favorite part was when Krista was talking about um, doing what they believe in and continuing to believe it despite what other people think because that is their truth and I thought that was really cool and it really resonated with myself and my faith and continuing to believe what I believe despite what other people think because it's not about what other people think it's about my life and the things that happened to me and although other people can't see it as truth I can and I I just love that it was really encouraging yeah and I mean one thing that stood out to me too a lot of uh, a lot wait one thing that stood out to me as well was um that they built their podcast from the ground up and they're not even part of a network like they have built themselves up to to be and and that's very rare like when you look back at people even when I talk to Arturo you know and I'm like down on myself about the podcast he's like okay well what platform do they have well what this and they always somebody always has a platform or they're famous already but with them they were some of the only people where I'm like there is hope because they did it and we can do it too Mm -hmm. um and they were just so giving and kind and like sent us audio messages after um and just like really appreciated like their time you know I think that I think that we have um, what's it called? Not a standard. I think I'm seeing a theme here from our favorite people. Just like authentic, real. They're not too like their heads aren't too big for I don't know who they are. (laughs) They're not too big for their britches. I always said that, but I don't think that's right. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, and I was thinking about that last night, you know, I was seeing some podcasts that have certain guests on and really, really famous people. And I thought to myself, even if they wanted to be on, I probably wouldn't. Mm -hmm. And that just shows like, we do have a standard, like, we're not just going to have people on just because like they're famous and because they could get us listens. It's like, no, like, how can you contribute to society and like to our community? And that's important to us. Yeah. Um, but you can listen to their full episode on episode 62. Um, but let's listen a little bit to Krista and Lindsay. What I really love and appreciate about your guys' podcast and you guys in general, and I think what can really set you guys apart is how open you are about your guys' spirituality. Because as Christians, we're both Christians, and so we're very spiritual as well. And we can sometimes take a step back and be like oh sorry that might be too christian like we don't want to offend anyone but at the same time we're like that is us like that's what we believe in and we think it's so important for people to have a spiritual journey and to have that thing in their life that guides them and so it was so encouraging listening to you guys being so open and honest even talking about um I don't want to say the wrong say say it wrong but it was like an alien convention and I was like Mm -hmm. it's so cool because they're like hey to each their own if that's your thing that's your thing and if not that's okay and so I love that I like I'm I believe different things from you guys, but I love learning more things. And I also love that you guys are like, hey, take it for what it is. Like, 
take what you believe, take what you don't. And so I wonder um, in starting the podcast, like what things did you guys go through? Did you think like, oh, like we don't know if people are going to feel comfortable with this. Like maybe we shouldn't talk about it. And, and to what point do you just say like, hey, this is who we are? Yeah, I love that question. I'm really grateful you said that because it's been interesting. You know, Lindsay and I have really gone on the like God journey this year. And um, I grew up Catholic. And so that to me was what I understood as religion and God was that sort of structure. And so I was actually pretty turned off from it and found spirituality and would call it source and universe, you know, as I, as I evolved, but there was always that God presence, but I never named it as such. And as we've really stepped into being more like just straight up about God and about Jesus, it's been interesting because I actually know what you mean with like, how Christian can you be? And I don't, you know, identify myself as a Christian, but I know that when I'm talking about God specifically, I can see what happens in people and sort of if they get turned off or if they get a little nervous or if they get scared. And I've never, I never thought that would happen because I've never seen that happen with when I talk about spiritual things like angels, guides, whatever. But when I talk about God or if we talked about Jesus, it's like such a different response. And so I just really relate to that. And I'm really having an interesting experience um, feeling that and I can you know mm-hmm. understand how you feel, but we just, you know, we have to go with what's true for us and we have to just do it in a kind and humbling way. Like you said, where it's like, this is what's true for me right now. And I think the importance is right now, like what's true for me right now is, is that God connection and focus on, on that relationship over any other. And it wasn't true for me, you know, four years ago, it was more of like a general source and universe thing. And, you know, no one can say anything to you if you're being really honest and truthful to yourself, because you know, it's honest and truthful and it wouldn't be able to trigger you like something else that wasn't truthful would be able to trigger you. And not being truthful is not sustainable. I think eventually like not telling your truth definitely eats away at you in in different ways. And so, you know, to want to have a a conversation that can continue to happen that lives on that is like something that we do twice weekly, you know, we have to be in our truth. And yeah, there have been moments, I think just as a quote unquote public figure, like you have moments of just like insecurity around like, if I share my truth, what will they think? Right. But like people experience that every day in their lives. So it's really, I feel like it's a responsibility for us to, to speak our truth you know, and, and we're not expecting for everyone to agree to, you know, follow along with it, but it's, it it really is more so a model of like how we, we hope that people feel in their daily lives where they can just like share how they feel. And also like allowing that feeling, that belief, that truth to maybe change. Totally. Okay. So one of mine was it's kind of a funny reason but it's Blair from Ketchup with the Fries the first time I had her on um, because I remember hearing her on Off the Vine with Caitlin Bristow and just being like wait I feel like she's a Christian and she's not like really saying a lot and I feel like her and I are the same like she talks about abstinence for marriage and I'm like and she seems really cool and I just remember emailing her a bunch and she wouldn't respond and then I finally tweeted her and that was and then she responded and that was one of the first times I had really like gone out on a limb because you were on maternity leave um and 
she was just like so fun and open and she talked about just trusting God through the process of marrying Luke and COVID and quitting her job and or not even quitting her job being laid off and all of these things um so much so that we had them on again more recently with Luke um all four of us and that was just a blast I'm like imagine if we hung out in person (laughs) oh yeah they would be so fun But anyway, so you can listen to that full episode on episode 28, um, and then you can listen to our most recent episode with both of them on on episode 69. Um, So let's listen in to Blair. I mean, from the beginning of all of this, like even like even the day like Luke and I both lost our jobs in Nashville within 24 hours, but we both had such an overwhelming like like sense of peace that we were like, okay, we truly feel like God has like orchestrated every, I mean, he has every single part of us meeting and Luke moving to Nashville. Like everything has happened the way it should have happened. And it's been so smooth and so perfect that we're like, why, why would we doubt that he's going to continue to do that? And even like us having to postpone, like we're still going to have a ceremony with just our family on June 13th, but we are postponing like the big, the big shebang to September and we canceled our honeymoon and that's on hold till we don't know when. And so it's kind of like everything literally has moved and been all this stuff, but we've never, like we both have felt peace about every single thing the whole time. So, um, mm-hmm. which is good. Cause I'm sure there's a lot of people that are very like overwhelmed by this time and, you know, uncertain and all that kind of stuff. So I'm thankful that we both do feel okay. And, you know, we're able to like trust that the Lord is going to provide and he's going to, you know, make, make a clear path for us. So. Yeah. I mean, obviously that's an amazing mindset. I've been so overwhelmed by like stuff myself this week and feeling like, why are there so many no's? Like, why is nothing working out? And then it's like when you want to like cry out to God, you don't even know what to say because you feel kind of selfish. Like so many people are going through way worse things than what I'm going through. Um, But I had like this overwhelming sense of God like teaching me lessons during this time and being like, you you need to thank me for these no's. Like seriously, thank me for being in these trials. And I'm like, thank you. Like that doesn't feel great. But then not understanding like we have no idea why he's doing this. And you know, who knows why the things have worked out the way for you guys, but ultimately it's like for the good of him and for his path for you guys. But it's hard to get, it's definitely hard to get to that mindset yeah. for sure. I mean, even our, like, cause we've been watching our church service, like online, obviously. And the message this past Sunday, he was even saying like, when quarantine ends and we finally, it's like, okay, we can go see our friends. We can go do this. Like he was like, when you look back, like, what are, what will you have learned? And like, will you leave quarantine and be like, wow, I've never felt so spiritually like filled and like so close with God. Cause like, and he was talking about like going into quarantine. It's like, oh my gosh, like the reason I wasn't reading my Bible every day and praying every day was because I, I was so busy. And like, he's like, now go, I'm going to pray 10 hours a day, like kind of joking around. And he's like, (laughs) who said that and who has done that and he's like probably none of us because we realize it's not the busyness that's like holding us back and so he's like really take this time and like focus on those important things and and so I mean that's what we're trying to do is like do our devotional every day and like all that kind of stuff because it's like when are we gonna have this time where we can do that like on a pretty good schedule you know because 
life does get busy and you kind of, it, it does make it harder to be like on a schedule and all that kind of stuff. So, oh, I know that this is one of yours. I just have a feeling. <gasps> Kelty Knight. Of course. How can uh, Queen Kelty not be on? I, Gosh. I'm. Okay. I'm trying to think real quick. Um, she was my favorite. Yep, she was my favorite interview. I would re-interview her five more times just to talk to her. Um, it was it. I I say this wholeheartedly. It was the entire interview. She isn't just an inspiration. She's so freaking funny. And I mean, yeah. talk about realness and rawness. Like, I freaking love this girl. And I, I'm, I'm not putting that lightly. Like, we haven't really said that about anyone. And it doesn't mean we don't love them. But, like, so sincerely, deep heart, marry me. Um, oh, my. And, it, and I think... Well, unfortunately, it wasn't even a part of the actual interview. It was when we got off and she was like, or it was right before she was like, so sorry. Like me and my husband just had like the biggest fight and um, like, but I'm like so excited to be here. And it, it was like so sincere. Like you could tell that she actually was like ready to go, ready to be a part of it, like was able to put her emotions to the side. I'm like, I don't even care if like you need help for that or like if you need to tap into your emotions. I really look up to the fact that you're able to just like be here and like be with us and like set that aside um, because she was like one of our, she, I think she was like our first really big person and mm-hmm. someone that we were both really excited to have on and um she like right away was down for doing the interview too so i just i you can take literally any snippet that you want from her interview and i'm down powerhouse <laughs> i know i totally agree i mean she's a member of like the freaking lady gang like i know you know we're gonna get them individually and then one day we're gonna have all three of them on i don't even know what i would do i probably would just like pass out but she it put was your emotions so fun. to the and side rem- and just do it <laughs> just do it um yeah and I remember it was honestly such a like the perfect timing because I had reached out to her when you were on maternity leave and I was just like well maybe like maybe we can interview her and it just wasn't a good time and then I had just randomly reached out to her like on my walk I had like emailed her I was like I should email Kelty again and then I got a response right away from her assistant that just said sure when and I was like <laughs> I was like hello what um and that was that was so encouraging also to just be like you got to keep trying you can get people on um and she was just like so chill and so fun Mm -hmm. and I want to be her friend in real life yeah (laughs) so you can listen to that full episode on episode 48 um so let's listen in maybe I'll just put the whole episode in there I think hand in hand with hard work has to be your ability to uh, deal with rejection. So you could work really hard and put yourself out there, but if rejection, like if you can't see rejection, meet it, feel it, digest it, and then keep going, um, you cannot be successful. You have to, rejection is the worst and it hurts the same every time. It doesn't matter how much security you have, what part of your life. 20-year-old Kelty getting rejected, 38-year-old Kelty getting rejected, it feels exactly the same. I think a strong, strong lesson to learn is how to get told no, 
and and then I think the other part that I would say is, and to you, and to both of you, and any anyone out there, is is the power in pivoting. Um, you know, we have with Lady Gang and in my entire life have gone down a road thinking, all right, this is the road, this is the thing, and then gotten there and looked around and been like, well, everyone else is getting these this deal and this thing and having this thing. Well, I really like what we're doing, but how could we pivot 10% to get closer to whatever that goal is, whether it's more listeners, a contract, or, you know, like eating a salad, like whatever that thing is. And I think that learning to pivot after rejection or whenever I have this feeling of jealousy, like I, you know, I, I'm like, always like, I'm a girl's girl. But like, the truth is like, we all get jealous. It's like an absolute normal feeling that we have to again process. But when I find myself getting jealous on social media or seeing someone else that has reached a pedestal that I'm not at yet, what I like to do is like first, like, okay, guilty, calm down. Like, you're okay. You're beautiful and smart and like successful. You're going to be fine. And then I like, then I like to look at like, well, what are they doing? Like, is there a pivot lesson here for me? Like, is their Instagram prettier? Is there the way they're teasing their podcast better? Is their merch better? Is, you know, is their community stronger because they do this? Like, I like to use, and then it goes in like TV hosting as well. Like, I'm like, oh, wow, I love the way this person transitioned. There's all these like minutiae of that, but it's like, what, I, what am I jealous of? And then how can I maybe take their lesson five, five degrees and pivot myself just a little bit um, and, and, and kind of get on that track? Because, you know, I, I, and I say this like with love, I have seen so many women start things that they're like, oh my God, this is the thing. This is the idea. I'm going to make baby onesies. And I love to make baby onesies. And I'm making them out of old tablecloths, vintage tablecloths. I'm going to get those from Goodwill and I'm going to make baby onesies. I'm going to sell them on my Etsy store. And they're so passionate about it. And they're not successful because nobody wants an old tablecloth on their baby. You know? And it's like, it can be your biggest passion, the thing that you love the most. But if you're not actually helping or solving a problem for people, mm. you probably aren't going to have that level of success. So I'm so happy. Like, I had a girlfriend once who was like making baby teethers for like two years straight. She's like beating all the time. And she she was selling a lot of them, but I was like, okay, what's the end of this? You're going to sit in your basement forever and be baby soothers. Like you cannot live like this. You have to outsource it. You have to figure out like another way because, oh my God, your hands are bleeding. You're beating so many baby soothers. Like, so you got to be able to pivot. Sorry. That was such a long answer, but I no, think it's an important so lesson. I'm literally like, I'm dying because that is just how I feel so often about people. And I like you like I always try to tell people like when you want to start a business write down why you're doing it what makes you different and how you can like what is your end goal to this and how do you bring value to people because if you're not bringing value somebody you know that's a commercial baby soother is going to stomp right over you and people yeah. are going to buy from them so I no oh man I totally agree my next one is Amber Wright Mm-hmm. which oh, that was a good one I mean so I had been following Amber for a while and I had been following her before her cancer diagnosis and I remember one day I don't scroll often you guys know that and I 
I had been scrolling and then I saw a girl who was bald, you know, and that made me stop for a second. And then I noticed it was her. And, you know, you kind of just are like, oh, whoa. And then you kind of just like start scrolling. And I was reading her story and she was always just so vulnerable and transparent about the things she was going through and just realizing like she's our age and getting that type of diagnosis before having kids and wanting to have kids and just being married. It's like that is... I mean, how do you even cope with that? Um, And then just during the episode, she had like just had surgery a week before, still had to have surgery again. She just came in just beautiful, just like shining like this light. And she was just, I know, just talking about her faith in the Lord and how the Lord got her through this. And then even talking about her husband and the part that was like the most impactful was when she was talking about how her husband was like I think it's time like we need to shave your head and oh I just even thinking of that and like he shaved her head for her and just thinking of their relationship it's just like good relationships exist and like Mm -hmm. a true faith in God does exist because it'll get you through those times um that episode was just uh, it was so good I wish she didn't live so far because I'm like I actually want to hang out with you like legit because you're so cool (laughs) Yeah, and I love that she, like, still keeps in contact. Like, she's always, like, responding to everything. and I know. Yeah, it's sweet. She she is such a sweet girl. And, yeah, her faith is purely abounding. She has something far deeper in her relationship with God than I, I think I will never be able to understand. And yeah, um, I think, like, one of the coolest things is, like, Well, I think one of the most confusing things is like someone who doesn't believe in God and they're like, how could she ever believe in a God who like let her have this? And I I think the coolest thing about her faith is like how much she loves and trusts God still. And yeah, it yeah. So, I mean, just listen to the whole episode if you can, because um, I mean, I can't explain anything. And just by listening to her, you're just going to tear up and have a different understanding of like who God is by listening to it. It's incredible. Yeah. I got a lot of responses about that episode, a lot from um, like close people in my life. And I think it's just because that story, it does feel very close to home because it's like, oh, this can happen to anybody. And mm. Um, I just appreciated her vulnerability and you can hear all of that on episode 75 um, but let's listen to a little snippet right now yeah no I mean I think that we'll kind of talk about it a bit if you guys want to but my faith has been the thing that has carried me through this you know I could never have walked this journey without God um, and and I think one of the biggest things is that what I've kind of learned is that it's, it's really easy to kind of be a believer and have faith and um, like have a good relationship with God when things are all going well and like your family's healthy and you're healthy and life's good. And it's a lot more challenging to be that the Christian that you are when things are good, when things are really bad. Um, And what I've kind of, you know, I've had to lean on God way more in the last little while um, having gone through what I've been through but without my faith and without believing in God, like, I don't know how I would have gotten up every day and gotten through every day. Um, because ultimately the strength that I've had to walk this journey has not come from me, you know? Um, and throughout this whole journey, there've been so many just blatantly obvious signs from God that he's just there and he's just helping me through this. And 
he wants the best for me um and that's just been like the 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 biggest blessing of this whole thing is god's just amazing presence in my life that it has been so much more obvious having gone through all of this trauma um and it's just really you know deep in my faith so much more um so so yeah so i was diagnosed um in august last year august 2020 um i found a uh in march of last year right before basically our country went into um heavy lockdown for for covid 19 i found um a lump in my breast just by chance like i don't even remember the day i found it i just remember feeling it and being like wow that's really weird i haven't noticed that there um and because of lockdown and because of um you know, COVID being as bad as it was, none of the doctors were were seeing patients. So I went through the whole of, um, it was about probably six to eight weeks of being in some various levels of lockdown, not being able to go to the doctor. And I kind of, it was kind of like, it was one of those things that was bothering me, but I was kind of like, it's going to be okay. And when things open up, I'll go see my doctor and it'll all be okay. Um, because years ago, I'd found a tiny little lump, which was diagnosed as what's called a fibroadenoma. Um, which is basically just a non-cancerous lump that loads of women have and they can grow. So when I found that it was kind of like, okay, well, it's just one of those that have kind of gotten bigger. Um, so when lockdown um, lightened and I was able to go to the doctor, I went to see my gynae and she uh, examined me and she said, no, it feels exactly like that, a fibroadenoma, um, but it's in this position, like it was right here where my bra, my bra wire would sit. So it was kind of, it was catching me. And she was like, given the position, like I'd really say you should just get it taken out. And she re uh, referred me to a breast surgeon who I went to go see the following week. Um, and he was like, no, it's a fibroadenoma. Um, and he agrees that it's in a position that we should take out. But COVID's really bad at the moment. So he wouldn't recommend going into hospital right now. So another like two months kind of went by after that. And then uh, around August, um, sort of end of July, I phoned and I was like, it's really giving me, uh, it's really causing me pain. Um, can we please, you know, is, is how are things at the hospitals? Can we please just do the operation? So I went in, uh, I think it was around the 5th of August and they took the whole lump out. And a week later I went for my follow-up where they checked my wound and they checked my, took my stitches out and, um, and then I went in to chat to the doctor because I hadn't gotten any calls. They obviously send whatever they take out, they always send away for testing. And I hadn't gotten any calls, which kind of made me assume that everything was fine. Um, and then I went into his office and I sat across from him and um, he basically said to me that I had shocked, I had shocked all of them um, because when they tested the lump, it turned out that it was a four centimeter tumor. Um, and yeah, I was then that day diagnosed with um, stage one type two invasive duct carcinoma. All these words that I had no idea what they were. Um, and in that one moment, my whole life was turned upside down. So last and literally not least, um, it is, for many reasons, um, Alana's episode. And... Uh, did that sentence even make sense? Um, yeah. <laughs> okay, good. Uh, so Alana, um, she is an entrepreneur. She started uh, Koja Numbers, and she's one of my dearest, oldest friends. And she is an inspiration in my life. And I would say that her episode is not only so good, it was it was so good that it literally had me start uh the the um 
uh, wait, what, what am I, I'm trying to think of a word. It inspired you to be on the podcast. Uh, inspired me to start, hold on. <laughs> the funniest time to blank out. Dang it. I can't, I think of, I can't think of a word. It was a funny thing. Anyways, it inspired me to talk to Olivia and tell her to let me be on the podcast. So force myself on Olivia and be on the podcast. And it's one of the best things that I've ever done in my life. The most non-regretful thing I've done in my life. That's good to know. Even over having kids. Wow. I love that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, that was it that like those things like just came so naturally. This was so yeah. out of my comfort zone. It's not something I ever planned for, not something I expected. I'm a planner. I like things put perfectly in line and I want time for myself and everything in my life and this is so the opposite of that and it feels so right nothing has felt so right that should be so wrong in my life oh yeah yeah that's that's interesting so like one day when I have when I get married and have kids it'll be full circle because that doesn't come naturally to me (laughs) <laughs> probably so I'll have to see I'll have to seek your counsel on that I'll be yeah. like hey I'm getting married I don't know what to do <laughs> and I think like that is one of like the biggest uh knowings as far as how one of the biggest reasons why I know it is God and a part of his plan than my own is because it feels more right than anything I could have planned or done Hmm. Oh, that's cool. I love that. Um, well, you can listen to that episode on freaking episode three. three? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, gosh. I remember that trip. Just newly fresh solo Olivia going, I can do a podcast episode. <laughs> and the whole thing was so echoey because I didn't know anything about sound. But I just remember like that interview just went by so fast because her and I were just like talking about just business and we we have to do an episode with her us three we have to make that happen and Lena Um, oh my gosh we should do Lena let's just all four of us our first like round table situation let's make it happen um so let's listen to a little bit of that and don't judge the quality this was way back when think about how just how much we take life for granted especially here especially me because I just grew up in a you know small town in Oregon and I don't think about the real struggles of people but then I also tell other people it's like if you want it figure it out like you can do it you have Google and you have YouTube and I think people limit themselves I say I think I say this every single podcast but it's like every person is their own limit and like you said your mom I'm sure that was Mm -hmm. that probably changed the way that obviously she raised you to be like her and to never stop trying until you got something and to have that image as a kid I'm sure that's just incredible for you it is incredible and I I really do know that every I and I don't know if it's the right wording or whatever but I think anybody like if you everybody has a dream I think Mm -hmm. I don't think everybody is brave enough to say that they have a dream Mm -hmm. but you if you really spend some time to get to know yourself and think like what are you not and I think it's also what you're naturally good at naturally gifted in I think like we're all born with something that we are naturally more inclined Mm -hmm. and then that doesn't feel like work because you love that anyways and if 
and you and I think I wish like everybody was really doing something mm-hmm. that didn't feel like work because I feel like I see a lot of miserable people and just how life works it's like you're you're working like nine to five you come home you're exhausted mm-hmm. no wonder like Netflix is like so huge because you need like a couple hours to mm-hmm. take your mind off of such incredibly boring life <laughs> and then you go to bed and then you wake up and you do the same thing over and over again some people take a yeah. vacation once a year some people don't but it sounds like the worst thing in the world and you can yeah. really do it when we we started coach numbers with 300 dollars mm-hmm. um we've never made anything before in our life we were two girls we were 21 it's like we had nothing, like not crafty, like no materials, no money, never used like any machines. And we, and every single day we worked and slowly but surely, don't know, but this is where it is now. Mm-hmm. Gosh, you are speaking my language. That whole time I was like, don't interrupt her. Don't interrupt <laughs> her. Because it's, it. well, first of all, it's so great to be talking to somebody that I feel like is like, we're tracking. Like, you get it. Yeah. And also it's like, yeah, I talk, ugh, we talk about this all the time, Arturo and I, that it's like one day you're going to die and you're going to be in the ground. And mm-hmm. up until then, it's what you choose, yeah. you know? And obviously there's so many circumstances beyond, beyond people's control, but like even your parents, they came here. That is the scariest thing that you can do. We were just talking about how I wouldn't leave the Amsterdam airport on a layover because I was too scared. Yeah. <laughs> I can't imagine having three babies and being like, let's start, let's do this, you know? And it's it's so important, like you said, to follow your dream. And I've it it's so true what you said about people are even scared to voice it like into the universe yeah. because I'll ask people like if you could do anything for the rest of your life what would it be and it's like people don't even want to say it because like I oh, know that's stupid oh and that's the, dumb and they're like oh I've never really thought about it yeah and you're like you get I don't know you have one life how are you not thinking about like what makes you happy yeah. or what you want to do should we you know should we do this like we just accepted an award I want to thank my mom and my dad and everyone who helped us get to this point. Um, We're so happy. We're here at 100 episodes. Thank you to everyone who has listened and supported us. It means so much. I mean, there are people that have listened since the beginning. Uh, You guys know way more about us than you should. And we're just grateful for you guys that you come back here every week. Yeah, I am... I mean, we are so grateful to all of you and everyone who reaches out and continues to support us even after changes and doing things uh, very wrong and not well, um, but being there along for the ride. And we're excited for where this will go. I mean, we probably should have some sort of new goal set after episode 100 yeah um but we're really excited I mean we're here for the long call so this is just the beginning 100 out of a few thousand plus oh my (laughs) a few thousand I know and I was thinking of that like this is still so early in this space like we are at the beginning of music like when music started like recorded music like this this is the beginning and um we are the classics I am excited we are we are Elvis and I'm okay with that you're Uh, like you I'll I'll figure out another something to be okay you can be Elvis Elvis. Thank thank you 
I would love that, honestly. I just, yeah. Um, anyway, I, <laughs> um, people boo, get off the stage. I know. I was about speech. to like start making Sucks. jokes, and I was like, "What am I doing?" Um, well, guys, we thank you so much. We're excited for these next hundred episodes. Um, again, DM us with ideas you might have for the show. Who do you want to hear on the show? Um, we're just excited about it. Tell, so and tell you us what yet. your favorite episode was. I'm really interested to yeah. see, like, what's one that sticks out to you and what about it stuck out. I would love to hear that. Yes, would love to. Um, so if you haven't yet and you want to, you know, get in touch with us, see what we're up to, you can follow us at the Salt and Pepper Podcast. You can follow us personally at Olivia Corinne and at It's Lisa Brosser. Um, and join our Facebook group, the Salt and Pepper Podcast Insiders. Um, and I think that's it. So we'll see you for episode 101 next week. And it's always better when Salt and when Pepper, salt and pepper come together. together. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. Tune in every Tuesday on the saltandpepperpodcast.com or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Be sure to subscribe and please rate and review. Follow us on Instagram at the Salt and Pepper Podcast. Make sure to like and follow our Facebook page and email us for any questions, comments, or ideas about what you want to hear on the show. We will see you next Tuesday. I'm all shook up.